these equations of how we live with the environment and how we live with each other, the relationships uh, would 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 need uh, even more um, you know closer look. And I think genomediting has the, the the problem that it can make these differences wider. But on the other hand, it, it can also if you know people know how to how to apply it in a very inclusive manner can also help to get rid of a lot of problems in the, in the world. Thank you for joining Change I Am Possible, which is India's first Future Tech podcast. I'm your host, Eddie Avil. And today I have with us Mr. Devajyoti Chakramati, who's a senior scientist at the Council of Scientific and Industrial Research, Institute of Genomics and Integrative Biology. Mr. Devajyoti's lab works on three broad research areas. The first of these is the development of efficient and specific tools for the therapeutic genome editing, particularly for sickle cell anemia. The second area is the systematic dissection of factors governing embryonic stem cell fate. And the third area covers the use of cerebral organoids to address development, developmental questions such as influence of DNA topology and transcription. And, 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 and I should mention he's a super, super fantastic musician. I just bumped onto his YouTube site and it's amazingly brilliant. He's done a rendition uh, of Beethoven's for LSA on sitar and it's a must watch. And my listeners, if you, if, if, if you, are, if you love music, go, go on to his YouTube site. So, so thank you, Vividhi. It's a pleasure and honor to have you on and change our possible podcast so let's 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 get with you know we 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 living in a fantastic uh time at this one time right you know there there's this great venture group who's kind of figured out our entire genome sequence you know we humans are made of 3.4 billion base pair of dna now they are trying to understand what that genes or the dna is responsible for or what is that so so can you start with what is genetic engineering and can you talk to us more about the new crispr editing tool uh, crispr cas9 which has been getting all all the attention right so so first of all thanks for for, for the invitation it's a, it's a pleasure really to come and discuss uh, science um so you know we most of us uh, we we have some idea about what um, the the physical constituent of of our individual bodies are made up of but just to explain it in very very uh, layman's terms we are all made up of of uh, very tiny tiny units called cells and every cell has uh, got a structure uh, in which there is um, a kind of a blueprint it's like the uh, hard disk of a computer as you might say uh where all the information about how the cell will be um, uh how the cell is going to be is stored in the form of the dna of the cell so dna is like the blueprint of life and interestingly this dna is actually made up of alphabets so it's a, uh like we have the 26 alphabets similarly dna has got four alphabet these are four bases adenine thymine guanine and cytosine a t g and c and the com- you know it's it's a string of alphabets so it's like a t g c a t t c g g so on and so on but it's 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 huge it's in billions and billions of letters long now whenever now you know there is there is this blueprint that is there which is made of uh, a specific sequence of letters in the dna but sometimes there are mistakes or errors which come in this dna and suppose where there used to be the presence of or or normally it should be a g there might be a c in the presence of that or uh, where a particular stretch of nucleotides could be tga this stretch is completely not there at all there is a there is a loss 
these are kind of um, problems in the dna which are known as mutations and these mutations give rise to diseases so when we talk about genetic engineering we are trying to actually find ways to correct these mutations and make sure that you know we have the correct form of the dna present in the cell i mean it's much easier said than done because here you are considering that you know you have a cell in which there is a nucleus inside that there is dna packaged in some form and you are trying to go there and do a very precise engineering of the letters of that dna and to make uh, into into a correct form that's a that's a that's a huge thing a huge task to do and uh, when we say genetic engineering we are actually working on the kind of where we are thinking of decades of research uh, years and years of research which has actually given rise to the possibility that this is no more uh, science fiction but in reality it can be done and crispr cas9 is the the most recent addition to the toolbox of genetic engineering where using certain types of protein tools which we obtain from from uh, lower organisms bacteria they are not really lower organisms as you can think about it because they are they are very smart but we have been using these tools in order to precisely make changes in the dna of an organism yes i, I think we are living in fantastic times we are understanding the source code of life right so so genetically modified organism it's it's not something new we have been modifying uh, your plants your fruits from the longest time but what has happened now is that with the help of this new tool called crispr cas9 we can create and edit or add a dna with precision right so that's that's what what what, what has happened and that's the reason that the 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 why, why the world is grow, growing crazy right so your uh, you were in the news recently your team uh, was in news for having developed a new variant of the gene editing tool crispr cas9 which it seems has shown increased precision in editing genome while avoiding unintended uh, change in dna dna so can you talk a little bit more about that right so um, like i said that the crispr cas9 system is a part of the bacterial uh, immunity so when like you know when like we are exposed to viruses and we are exposed to different types of uh, things which causes disease covid 19 for example and uh, you know when we are exposed to such kind of um, uh, such kind of foreign organisms we have an immunity which is developed and due to which uh, we kind of prevent a repeat exposure or a repeat infection similarly bacteria have also got some kind of immunity against invading viruses and they are called bacteriophages and the crispr system is a component of that bacteria so it was it it was already always there in nature it was it was something that was uh, kind of found out or discovered by a group of scientists over work that was done of almost 25 years or so since 1986 all the way up till and it's still getting developed um and there are you know 50% of bacteria and archaea have some form of crispr system as a part of their immunity and what we did is not we did not discover uh, a new cas9 system we simply uh, found out that one of these cas systems from a particular bacterial source called francisella novicida um uh, it's called an fn cas9 francisella novicida uh, we characterized in depth and we found out that this particular cas9 has a very interesting uh, uh, aspect of 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 specificity meaning that it can go and target a specific region in the dna while preventing uh, unintended off targeting meaning that you can very specifically make it go to a certain part you know part of dna where you want to make it reach 
and then do the work that you wanted to do so that was the that was the the, the thing that we worked on heavily we have been characterizing this cas9 and recently we found out that you know it can uh, this specificity angle can be exploited in uh, more diverse ways not just in the terms of genome editing but also in terms of how you detect diseases such as covid-19 and so on uh, so this is is something that we are we are working heavily on even at the moment in the lab uh, it's not just uh, my work but we i work very closely with another uh, nucleic acid biophysicist physicist his name is uh, dr shobik maithi both of us we 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 shared a lot of things in common in terms of our research interests and we have been working heavily on this aspect for the last 4 5 years right right so yes i, I was recently going through the news and it seems you have developed a crispr based coronavirus detection kit called faluda right so can you share a little bit more details on, on that right so the 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 idea of filuda came actually from the fact that you know this cas9 of from francisella novisida was highly specific in distinguishing of targets uh, from uh, which were which were very close to the target so almost like one mismatch away and so on so we thought that it could actually be repurposed for um, you know doing diagnosis say for example you have a point mutation in dna which causes the disease like sickle cell anemia or cystic fibrosis or or duchenne muscular dystrophy and normally what you need to do is in, in order to understand whether you have this disease or not you need to get yourself dna sequenced or um, you know go to a place you give your dna they get sequenced they give you a report and you know yes that that mutation is there and this is uh it's a, it's a, the sequencing is a, is a complicated process you need to uh you know you use specific types of equipment and so on um but what we kind of thought about uh, a way by which you can actually use the cas9 system to distinguish uh and tell whether a particular a genetic mutation is present in an individual or not so uh, to cut a long story short it can be done and we uh, call this technique as fn cas9 editor linked uniform detection assay or feluda and uh, what we recently showed that it is highly effective in actually distinguishing uh, not only just point mutations but also very very specifically diagnosing the presence of pathogenic sequences like the covid-19 uh, we transferred this technology to tata sons uh, and they have now you know uh, they are very soon probably going to come up with a kit uh, which can actually be used to do this uh, uh, on in i mean it it would make the life a little bit easier because uh, you do not need uh, the expensive real time pcr machine which which basically is doing diagnosis for covid-19 in most places but a simple pcr machine uh, you know which is present in almost all pathology labs and universities and so on where this kind of a test can be done uh, using this uh, this enzymatic readout lovely lovely we wish you the very best for it and congratulations for the partner with the tata sans so what is the accuracy rate of this testing kit and how long does it take to you know the, for a test to confirm if a patient is positive or a negative and by when do you think it's going to be commercially available so the uh, accuracy is uh, is above 95% so both sensitivity and specificity uh, in the case of when you compare it with the gold standard uh, test kit we did realize that the gold standard test which is a qpcr also has its own um, error rates and that is why you know one is able, never able to reach let's say kind of 100% in a way because it will vary because if you have a standard which is also varying um, we uh, it takes uh, rough, less than 
an hour uh, around 55 minutes 50 55 minutes to to finish um, uh, you know starting from the patient rna to actually get the readout the readout is happening on a strip it's like a pregnancy strip so you can see it actually it's a visual readout on the on the strip um, it's still not doable at home it's not a do it yourself kit but it can, it, it still needs to be done where at a place where there's a pcr machine we are working hard to come uh, in a, come to you know uh, come up with a possibility of actually make it even more simple even more uh, if you might say like a like a point of care a home test something like that at some point um, but uh, yeah i mean i think the, all the paperwork all the things have been almost done so we expect to you i mean we expect to hear something from from tata very very soon i would say right, right. Uh, in terms of market release Okay, lovely, lovely. So we're wishing you the very best for it. So, so tell me at this point, I mean, genetic uh, editing, you know, CRISPR, Cas9 uh, editing tools. What do you see as the immediate benefit in the healthcare industry? uh the immediate benefit i would i would not say that that's a, it's going to be revolutionary in the sense that uh, everybody would would be able to do and afford a, a, a gene editing therapeutically uh, it is something that will come in phases uh, of course the th- the the diagnostic capabilities of a genome editing tool like Peluda uh, would reach much faster, like you see that you know in in a case of a pandemic, this might be really really helpful. Where uh, a CRISPR product would of course be used, but uh, for real therapeutic application, where you are actually tinkering tinkering with the DNA of a, of, a, of an individual and trying to correct, uh, that is a way more complicated uh, ball game uh, because. the diagnosis is being done outside the body you are taking a sample and then you are diagnosing but when you are thinking of putting stuff inside the body um whether directly or indirectly where you take out cells correct it and send it back uh, it has to go through a very very dedicated process of of uh, production of 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 components of uh, safety toxicity efficacy all these things and um, i'm really happy to to say that you know we have been working extremely hard on this we have a lot of support both at the at the government level at the uh, at the non government level and more importantly i think um uh it's it's a very promising area uh, knowing that you know you can potentially actually uh, correct a, a genetic disease completely which is which was almost unthinkable almost 10 years back that you could cure a disease here we are really talking about uh, curing a disease completely and the first trials have been very successful in the us uh, with sickle cell anemia our government has been has been really pushing the sickle cell anemia uh, project we have been a part of it and uh we have we have uh, i think there are a lot of promising things that have happened uh but the i mean the main focus that i have as a, as a, as a team and, and and as a as a researcher is that it should not be only at the level of the lab uh to really to take it further um that at one point of time you know one can actually make a difference uh therapeutically i think it's 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 a it's a it's a practical thing to think about because we know that we we uh, we have the resources to do that but um, uh, you know my my major focus for the next 3 4 5 years is really to push this uh, so that we can we can we can um, you know get the benefits of it out um, in in the most uh, the in the most uh, how to say the practical way possible Right, right. So, besides healthcare, what are the other areas or industries you see which are going to be get impacted by genetic editing? 
you know you you can name anything it's it's uh, the impact is going to i mean if you just simply think about crispr based diagnostics the impact is almost any field that you can imagine it could be defense it could be healthcare it could be agriculture it could be food safety where you want to distinguish between different strains of bacteria present uh, in the food or it could be uh, you know simple uh, biology applications chemical applications it could be you know uh, safety studies toxicity studies groundwater uh, safety where you have this different types of organisms which are present you just want to take a drop of water from the sewer very quickly find out water whether it has got a diphtheria toxin or not i mean diphtheria uh, uh, strain or not all these things uh, and particularly in case of pandemics when there are you know when there is a second wave or a different uh, kind of species is coming it 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 would have impact in different areas in different ways um we we uh, i mean the the aspect is quite and in terms of 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 therapeutic genome editing again it's going to be the same i mean the number of genetic diseases uh, and rare genetic diseases particularly in india is enormous uh, and uh, you know you can you can just you can choose uh, particularly uh, but not all of them would be curable not all of them would have a very straightforward way to to cure and that's where as scientists you know we need, we need really need to learn how to how to make these these techniques uh, uh, better and also understand the pitfalls of it i think that is that is very important as we go ahead we also learned a lot of things about you know it's not all rosy you need to to really really uh, understand the science behind it uh, extremely well to to uh, to pinpoint what are the limitations of these technologies and so on so a lot of it's it's a learning curve for for almost uh, the entire uh, uh, how to say the scientific uh, the the, the entire, entire scientific workforce that is working on this uh, on this aspect of genome editing right right yeah so yes i'm sure it's a very exciting space because you playing with the source code of life we trying to understand what the entire biologic uh, around us is made of you know right from your humans to your plants trees to animals you know i mean and, and that that's super exciting now there is there is this something called as epigenetic it seems or or genes react to the environment Uh, and, and there's this uh, biologist called Bruce Lipton. I'm a huge fan of him. He 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 puts it in a beautiful way, and obviously he brings in a little bit of spirituality angle to it. But he explains epigenetics in a beautiful way. How would you describe epigenetics and uh, its uh, importance? um so uh, i mean as 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 uh, as a biologist epigenetics is is uh, is basically the the effects that you see which are not due to simple uh, genetically encoded sequences so these could mean you know how the genes are expressed at specific time points how the genes are packaged you know you can you can think of, i mean these are billions and billions of letter long right the dna and then they has to be packaged in a in a manner where certain types of genes are expressed at certain time points in certain cells in certain uh, areas of the body for example and all this precise um, directionalities of how certain uh, genes are expressed and so on uh, is because dna doesn't just work by itself in terms of it produces a protein and the cell is you know always flooded with all the possible genes expressed expressed at all points of time but rather it works in close conjunction with a large number of of protein counterparts uh, and how they package the dna how they actually regulate the dna expression and so on 
and epigenetics involves all of this and a lot of different other things uh, so yeah it's it's a, it's a very very you know it's you can almost imagine it's like a hierarchical uh, situation where you have a source code and then you have different versions of the source code uh, and different modifications you know and and uh, it's almost like uh, you know the, the, it's it's a very very uh, how to say a very smartly written uh, code uh, if one 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 wants to think about that and and not just uh, something which is black and white or, or very very binary so yeah i mean uh, to me it, it's 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 always a it's a um, you know enigma and i, I mean when, whenever you think about it that uh, whoever or you know whatever has given rise to this kind of uh, of uh, of an arrangement um, has to be has to be something that uh, that would probably take years to even understand the uh, the tiniest amount um, you know what 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 uh, uh, behind the the design logic the logic behind the design and so on so do you think uh, dna is binary in nature because i mean you know information like everything seems to be information you know the entire universe is made of atoms and clusters of atoms when it comes together it becomes dnas now and we've got trillions of cells in a body or humans we function because of electricity there is something which is strange and bizarre going on epigenetics or dna's function or, or get expressed because of the environment you know it's not just the proteins and nutrients but also the the stress or or, or the happiness uh, you know so so that is something really fantastic going going on i'm sure that we can obviously have a conversation offline regarding that so would you want to explain to my audience the difference between germline editing and somatic editing right so uh, you know editing can happen in in two different types of broadly different types of 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 cells uh, certain cells which would not be passed over to the offspring which is to the to the to the next generation uh in such cases for the somatic editing uh for example if you simply take do an editing in your skin cells let's say i mean it's not going to get passed on over to your offspring so the editing will remain uh in the individual in which it is uh, it is happening but if you imagine you are doing this editing in the in the in the sperm or the ova then these will actually you know give rise to the next generation uh, and the, uh, basically the edits will be there in the in the next generation that becomes a germline editing and there is a huge debate and currently it is not uh, you know allowed uh, there is an international moratorium on any kind of germline editing due to a number of ethical safety and different types of reasons right right so yeah talk talking a little bit about germline uh, editing yangku he from china well, he was brought down for carrying out the first of its kind germline editing in china for some twins who are susceptible to to the hiv gene you know today uh, right. there, there is there is i mean uh, there was this news which i read that there's a, there's a pilot program happening uh, which uh, they they planning to release somewhere around 750 million genetically modified mosquitoes in uh, florida keys i think in the year 2021 yeah. with an aim to reduce mosquito born uh, diseases you know like dengue and uh, yeah. other this thing you know so so the, the what they're doing is you know when these mosquitoes mate with wild females their offsprings will die before they are old enough for uh, females to begin biting so and then there, there are researchers who are working on crispered uh, glowing dogs pigs monkeys and then there is joshua zainer he's someone who's who's selling your know, this do it yourself home yeah. for genetic modification there's a certain population out there 
who's saying that now we are tinkering too much with the source code of life we are trying to play god when we are not even ready we just understanding what these things can do so so how in your view how potent is, is this technology talk to us about the moral moral and ethical implications which will rise when we have full blown genetic editing without any mutations happening and what excites you most about genetic editing yeah so i think i think um it's like you know you you give uh, an ak47 rifle to uh, a young boy um it comes with its own uh, you know how to say uh, consequences uh if that young boy is is a is a prodigious scientist he knows or or is a he's a he's a soldier's son and he knows how this uh, this uh, a particular piece of equipment behaves and what the implications are then that person would obviously know what to do with that um but if imagine it doesn't uh, if that person doesn't then you know that the the implications can be quite dangerous so crispr is a bit uh, uh, similar because the the like i said that you know it's it's, it's it gives you enormous amount of power uh, but like they say that you know with great power comes great responsibility it's the same thing over here that you cannot um you you really need to know what are the implications of that of that uh, of that uh, genome editing tool um do it yourself kit is uh, personally i don't think so that's a very very good idea uh, the reason behind is is the same that you know you uh, if you are uh, handing over cas9 proteins or if you are handing over um, you know genome editing components to somebody who has no idea about how the genome editing works and what are the things that it can do for example uh, we know that genome editing allows you to change the dna but what a lot of us don't know is that you know it not only changes the dna uh, but it also causes a lot of dna breaks uh which are completely uncontrolled and if you have dna breaks that's as good as you know having a cancerous mutation right. and uh, you know that can that can just take off uh, some years of of life or let's or from uh, uh, it can lead a cell to to die kind of so all these these implications which are really very very important health implications uh, need to be discussed need to be understood and that happens when you study you become an expert in a particular field um, and then you use it responsibly so therefore you know genome editing etc all the all the things that are being there let, let it let it be be handled by the experts the the, the scientists the clinicians who are uh, who have who have an idea about how to be how to use it um and of course the, the the public has to be there as well because they need to understand what are the implications of it for example you you know you rightly talked about germline editing and as a scientist you might think okay that's great you can you know edit someone's uh, ccr4 genes or ccr5 genes and then you make that person not prone to hiv but uh, you're not really thinking let's say from the standpoint of of the ethics that you know the individuals who are born uh, they did not ever get a chance to actually decide whether their genes uh, should be um, uh, should be edited or not so that kind of an ethical question was never discussed similarly um, a person who has uh, you know flu would know that you know uh, or, or or let's say i think it is the west nile virus so infection where this particular genetic mutation actually gives a preventive uh, scope and now you are making this person actually more prone to a different type of infection because you have 
you know corrected it for the for the hiv angle um, and this this was uh, this has completely not been been discussed let's say or 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 uh, you know considered so therefore genome editing discussions should involve everybody particularly when it is for therapy uh, but the actual practical uh, use or or let's say the experimental use should be done by experts because that's they know how to how to handle it i mean recently i was just uh, just watching uh, back to the future and you know there is a scene where they have this box of plutonium kept right and it's you know handled over because plutonium is needed for the for the time machine to move uh, up and down due to different time scales it's the same thing i mean you can you can always think about it this way that uh, it it gives a lot of a uh, lot of power uh, in terms of you know whether it can drive a a, a time traveling machine but at the same time you know if you don't want plutonium to go out loose in the in the world and then see what happens as a result of it so yeah the the, the implications are a lot and it has to be considered yeah 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 so so you rightfully pointed out obviously i mean the experts needs to come together and there has to be uh, i mean you know people who understand it tinkering with it but you know if you see at this point of time you know china russia and, and there's there are so many who who are secretly uh, working on, on this brilliant tool you know because which can create transformation uh, how do you kind of you know bring all of those to come, come together because you know at this point of time there's this large race you know everything is you know based on incentives you know you incentivize the person and, and you'll, you they, they will go crazy the world runs with economy uh, and everybody wants at this point of time to hold or the the best technology you know everybody right now is working on creating artificial general intelligence or a quantum computer or, or genetic editing so brilliant that you could tinker things and create life and stuff like that yes so so yes obviously there are these moral and ethical questions which is going to arise i don't know whether a humans as a race i mean you know with with a past uh whether we we are prepared to handle these great power you rightfully said you know with great power get comes get great responsibility are we responsible wow i don't really know but i really really hope we uh, as a human race come together and, and you know go towards the right direction because we live in a beautiful world and covid has been the small distraction which has made if if we are smart we realize that you know it has showed us the wrongs in the world you know what we have been doing messing up with the environment and stuff like that and it's given us an opportunity to correct those wrongs and create a beautiful world a collaborative world break down the borders you know let everybody come to get a create a more equitable future I, i really hope and i wish for a world like that now hope that the entrepreneurs and the people of the world understand that we're sitting on the cusp of some great things which is happening and all these technologies are so so potential that can completely transform mankind we don't really fathom what's going to happen with artificial general intelligence ar vr mr synthetic biology iot and all of these quantum computing these are transformational technologies yes there needs to be a body who needs to come together and think about the larger good of mankind and humanity so so tell me for someone who wants to get into genetic editing what are the courses or the learning materials that you would suggest or you would point out to there are lots of lots of online resources um, it's one of those topics where you know everybody and anybody wants to i mean there are i think series on netflix and and, and amazon prime which talk about you know meriting so it's right there in the in the in the drawing rooms of most people so yeah it's it's pretty pretty well known now there is so much 
content out, out there you know i mean there's moocs massive open online courses you know one just needs to look you know people are spending a lot of money for education but you know there is so much which is free available uh, uh, content available online it's like like rightfully sound is content out it's in your drawing room you just need to have the desire and intent right scientists have grown i think mini brain in lab so can you talk about your cerebral organoids uh, research yeah i mean uh, we 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 are basically uh, uh, we do something similar so we you know these uh, so so in 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 humans there are these groups of cells which are uh, which are called stem cells and stem cells are of different kinds different uh, uh, you know properties but uh, there are certain cells which have got the tremendous property of actually giving rise to all the other cells of the body and these are called the embryonic stem cells um or the uh, which which are present in the embryo basically and it is now also possible to actually do uh, you know generate uh, stem cells or uh, you know uh, by by reprogramming from a normal cell so you can give certain types of factors to to stir to um to normal cells and you can generate stem cells from there so make pluripotent stem cells so um, what uh, what you can also do is that you can take these stem cells give them specific type of directions give them specific type of cues and actually allow them to go into the brain lineage or the or the or the fi- final cyto architecture that the brain has similar i would not say that you can make the brain but you can make us something similar to the brain tissue and those those, those are those are the organoids so yes we do work on 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 cerebral organoids we do grow uh, you know brains on a mini brains on a dish and it's not something new it has been happening for the last uh, 10 years or so there's been tremendous research in this field um, and and people use different cerebral organoids for different aspects you know they use it for studying let's say how does the zika virus go to the brain and cause certain types of uh, changes there we use it for understanding how uh, certain types of rnas are expressed and in uh, recent times we have been using it to model a particular uh, pathophysiological condition called uh, megalencephalic leukoencephalopathy it's a, it's a genetic disease uh, which is it's a rare genetic disease which is caused uh, or which is seen in actually the agrawal community in india where the the brain size is a little bit big because of a mutation and we are trying to recreate the same thing on the dish by obtaining stem cells from the patients uh, and then trying to understand that what are the changes that drive these brains to behave the same way and can you use genome editing um or uh, as as uh, you know uh, to to understand that and also if you if you edit those those mutations can you recover or or basically turn it back to the normal phenotype and these are the kind of different types of studies that that we are doing so yeah i mean uh, we use it more not to uh, to to understand how uh, as 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 a model to understand different aspects of of uh, how the the brain is developing and so on we need people like you to you know you know build things which can transform mankind you know we we sitting at the cusp of the fourth industrial revolution you know there is this elon musk who's working on neural link trying to create a symbiosis between man machine where they're trying to read up the entire cognitive structure of a human and how it how it performs wires and fires and then trying to map it onto a computer you doing trying to do in similar way with understanding the source code of life dna uh what it can do when this technology matures is going to be anyone's guess you know i mean so but i'm super excited so any last note to my listener and what excites you most for the uh, future of uh, genomic editing um i think uh, uh 
it's a it's it's a toolbox right so genomediting really is not uh, uh, it's not like a specific biological question but rather it has given a lot of uh, power um, you you can almost consider it to be like a uh, you know uh, like a computer that you know before computer came in you could not send uh, let's say humans to the moon you could not develop a large number of different technologies based out of that computing power um, and it you still uh, are using those uh, those uh, those utilities in order to do better and bigger things i think genome editing is kind of similar it is a it's a path breaking invention uh, and it's it's improving and it will get better over time and it will be uh, very very useful um, for addressing a large number of questions that we we didn't probably think about you know uh, which which are not going to be just uh, within the realms of biology but more in terms of chemistry physics origin of the universe uh, you know how extraterrestrial life and so on you can uh, it could it it could have different ramifications uh, healthcare seems to be the most immediate ramifications because we tend to think very focused but in reality it can actually tell you how 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 um, you know let's say life originated for example and 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 these are the type of uh, questions that possibly will will be answered more and more uh, using genome editing tools uh, and we are we are in a very fast phase uh, you know we are we are developing very very uh, very fast um, and uh, one of the things that will happen is that the the the, the quality of life uh, or the i would not say the quality of life but actually the life expectancy would probably increase uh, because at some point you would have very dangerous diseases being cured uh, very dangerous dangerous diseases being being obliterated using genome editing tools uh, cancer for example and aids and so on yeah, yeah so basically i mean it, it gives you enormous power uh, to do a lot of different types of things and um, once one you at the same time when you are curing diseases you are also thinking about the uh, and the longevity of life that is going to happen as a result of that you would also begin to understand our equation as human beings in this planet our equations with the the environment and so on and how all these things are going to affect uh, affect you know globally uh, the, the i mean you know we we and and most importantly uh, we have to always uh, also remember that still genome editing would be only be affordable to only a few uh, how does that equate in terms of uh, will the the rich will just keep on living longer and the poor will keep on living i mean it will not solve the problems of let's say diarrhea um, in in uh, in uh, in the really really uh, not so developed countries. trees uh, where the, even the basic amenities are still not being uh, being um, able to be delivered and so on uh, and their problems are very different uh, their the problems in the in the developed world developed world is is very different and all these these of uh, these equations of how we live with the environment and how we live with each other the relationships uh, would would need uh, even more um, you know closer look and i think genome editing um, kind of has the, the the problem that it can make these differences wider but on the other hand it, it can also if you know people know how to how to apply it in a very very um, uh, uh, how to say inclusive man can also help to get rid of a lot of problems in the in the world so that's what my my uh, opinion is Lovely, lovely, lovely. Thank you, thank you, Devajiti, for giving time, being part of Change I Am Possible Thanks. podcast. Yes, I think we're living in fantastic times. You know, these tools that we have stands to completely revolutionize. You know, 
how we live or the entire mankind basically there you know so but obviously there are you know we 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 traversing on a thin line you know we yeah. as, as a collective need to come together and understand what are the rights what are the wrongs do we keep on enabling those rich business class who own 90 or 95% of the global wealth or we create a system which is more equitable where everybody lives in ha- happiness and prosperity because there is abundance of resources in the world but it, it, it is it it's only being held by possibly the 5 or 6% of the global elites now if if there's a collective body which comes under, and understands how do we use these technologies you know does it go to directly to those rich people and and solves the human longevity for them and that the rest of them are dying and the basics are not looked at or we as technologists uh and and the front runners and and the policy makers comes together and says okay this is for everyone you know this is this is where we live on earth and everybody is united and if we have we use that mindset i think we can create a beautiful beautiful future and and this fourth industrial revolution Uh, we will get into the, the future of abundance if we hold that thought so in that note if you my listeners if you like what you see in here please press the subscribe button until next time see you guys bye bye thank you thank you thank you very much